What up, Fatherhoods Nation? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. They've got ill creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only that, but Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and all that. You can make a little paper from your podcast too with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child. This is KGB. What up, it's DJ EFN. Yo, what's up? This is Manny Digital, and welcome again to the Fatherhoods Podcast. You sound very enthusiastic today. I have to be, because I know both of you are not feeling well, so I have to go above and beyond. For your Just, sakes. Thank you, man. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so what's going on, fellas? Did, did we, did the last time that we talk about how we were going to get here in Miami, the hurricane, and my whole thought process with my it would have been the first time no daughter no um the last time we had a hurricane come through karina was pregnant mm. um and now it would have been the first time and you know i was like ah, we'll thug it out and then just seeing everything that that the people in the bahamas although you know we're not an island like that and it would have been probably different for sure but still i'm just like damn maybe you know maybe because these, you know, these hurricanes are supposedly, you know, because of global warming are getting stronger and stronger. And I heard some dude in the Bahamas talk about, like, he's been through hurricanes and he thought he's been through some of the worst stuff and nothing compared to what he just went through now. He's like, this was something I would have never thought could have happened the way it went down. So I'm just like, maybe next time I need to get the fuck out of Dodge with the baby, man. Did you guys, like, do anything out of the ordinary or that you're not accustomed to as far as prep? The thing is, is, I'm, you know, being in Miami, you get very used to the 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 alarm sounding of a hurricane's on the way. You know, I've been through several, I would say, minor hurricanes that became major ones after they hit Miami or Florida or South Florida. Um, I was around during the aftermath of Hurricane Andrew. I wasn't here physically. I actually was in New York. And was the first flight into Miami because my mom was here by herself. I was up visiting my pops. Mm. And I was the first flight into Miami uh, that they allowed in right after Andrew. And it looked like it looked like an atomic bomb went off in this motherfucker. And we yeah. and when I got into Miami, then I had to endure. I didn't go through the hurricane, but I had to endure like a couple of weeks of no power at the at our crib. Oof. So I had to deal with the bullshit. You know, I almost got killed by the by the damn uh uh, they, they had the the National Guard out here, you know, to make sure there was no being, <laughs> and they had, you know, they had martial law and yeah. and to get into neighborhoods, you had to have like, you know, the address, you had to have license with the address of that neighborhood, and and you know, they were it was a little wild out here. It was like it was like the wild wild west for a second, you know, because there's no power, and they were really trying to stop people from looting, so they had this all, you know, it was crazy, man, crazy times. But anyways, um, you know, I've. I feel like I've gone through it enough and and the home that I'm in now has impact windows and and you know we we I kind of more or less know how much food we kind of need to have cuz usually at the worst you know being that we're you think you know we're in the states at the worst it'll be a 
a couple days of no, you know, where you might need supplies, where you don't want to venture out. But usually the stuff, you know, gets back on track pretty quickly in terms of supplies. Um, but then after just seeing everything that, that happened in the Bahamas and seeing, like, all those people at the port trying to get out. I don't know if you've yeah, seen the images or the yeah, videos. Like, the families, like, their whole island has been decimated. And you see these families with these kids. And they're just trying to get, get out of there. And, and, you know, I don't think that would happen necessarily here. But at the end of the day, we are a peninsula. So, at 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 best, it's going to be hard to get out just because of traffic and the chaos to get out if, if it gets that bad here. And just, you know, and even just flooding and all that stuff, man. Like, the, the way that the Bahamas got flooded yeah. looked crazy, man. Like, the stories that you hear of people, like, going all the way up to their attics and, and the water still coming. They had to make holes to get out. At the top. You heard about the sharks swimming around in the neighborhoods, too, because of the flooding? Nah, bro. That's not yeah. real. No, no, real yeah. shit? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because there's a lot of sharks in the Bahamas. There was a story. I didn't read the whole thing, um, but this this uh, dad had a his five-year-old, and they were, they were in the water, and I think the water was up like seven feet or something like that. And then they started seeing fins. The dad saw fins, and then he put the his son up on the roof thinking that he'd be safe and he stayed back in the water because he couldn't get he couldn't get himself on the roof and then i think a, a storm surge blew the sun away i don't know if what? he found his son but yeah man wow yeah i mean there's a lot of crazy stories I, you know it's hard at first but, i wasn't believing some of them but we got we have um we have some real close friends whose uh family extended family are in the bahamas and they apparently all their stuff got wiped out. One of one of the brothers went missing, and um, so they had to go. The one, our one friend, he jetted down to Miami, and he's trying to get on a boat. Like his cousins came to pick, try to get him, and he's trying to get into the Bahamas to bring in supplies and all that kind of stuff, and figure out what's going to happen with his family. And it's crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, a lot of there's a lot of uh, like pickups and, and, and activations going on in Miami, even at, at my gym where they're picking up supplies and they're shipping them over to the Bahamas. So in terms of that, it seems like, you know, where everybody's trying to, to help, especially people like us in Miami where we, where we understand what it is to get hit by a hurricane. But talking about some of the stories, I saw something on Facebook that I thought it was fake. I even told my girl, this is fucked up if this is fake, man, that someone's just circulating a fucked up story. But someone's like, oh, my, my son's roommate at his college dorm his whole family back home like it, the, the the parents and like three siblings are dead wow, i'm just yo. like yo man first of all i mean I, I i mean obviously if it's real my apologies but it just seems so crazy to me but then now i'm starting to hear more and more picture, stories yeah. yeah i mean i saw the pictures but i just you know i was just thinking ah oh, you know because at first they're like five people passed and this that but now they're like 40 something and they know that the toll is going to go up a lot higher uh yeah man it's it's scary so so going back to 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 fatherhood you know i'm just like you know i'm not again i'm not worried for my safety necessarily you know i feel like i can you know deal with certain things but then i'm just like my daughter and and having to to if you had to do like an, an emergency evacuation like i heard people were like you know walking through water up to their chin going from house to house as house to house was blowing away like the roofs are blowing away so they would go to the neighbors and then their roof would blow away 
and then they were getting flooded. So then they had to walk to the next one and they're walking through water. You know, one, I, I heard a story of a dude, his, his son, I think, um, had some kind of disability and I don't know if the son or him or somebody was blind in that situation and they're there carrying their son. Their son was like heavy set and they had to carry him on their shoulders through water up to their chin and go from like, you know, house to house escaping, you know, trying to find shelter. It just seems crazy. Like, I'm just like, damn, what would I do? Do I, do I just at the side? And the thing is, these hurricanes, they you, we see what happened with this one. Like it, it was supposed to hit us. Yeah. And then, you know, it switched up and that could be the it could happen the other way around where it's not supposed to hit us, and then it switches up and it does hit us. So it's hard to prepare for them in that sense. What, what do you think about, because I, I just read it and I don't know enough about it. You guys probably know more um, as it relates to our kids, right? So now that we're in full-fledged in school now for a week or so, they're hearing things. Maybe teachers are commenting on what's happening with the news. Um, obviously, the hurricane is a big topic of discussion, but mm. you got you got Donald Trump talking about all the shit of regarding like the weather and how not to listen Alabama to Alabama shit that he did when he <laughs> yeah. sharpied in the fucking guys ass man but like right we all know that but like but when you think about it from uh your kids and them being so impressionable in class right if a teacher right. or teacher's aide comes and brings that shit into the classroom like i i am fearful of that because it's such misinformation what are you fearful for what? exactly what do you mean he starts talking about the hurricane and getting like them scared about them? it. No, no, no. More, well, potentially or the misinformation part. Yeah, the or mis- pulling a sharpie out. The mi- <laughs> Changing yeah, the path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't the- think any. I don't even think a bad teacher was go- is going to do what what these people were doing. I just. I don't think so either. But you never know, bro. Like they could just be because your kids are at the mercy of the, the teachers to a large extent, right? So they could start filling their heads with random shit, given that the fucking leader of the free world happens to be the one professing a lot of this stuff it's easy for one of the people that really love what he's doing to perpetuate that in the classroom well well, let me ask you this how easy or difficult is it to get info out of your kids after school like do they because a lot of times for my son like he just doesn't want to talk about you know, he gets out of school. Hey, how was your day? Uh, you know, go through it. And he's just, yeah, great, fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? He yeah, doesn't want to say anything. It's like pulling and teeth. To, then, then, then it's like later on in the evening after he's decompressed or he's done something else, then he'll start rattling off. Yeah, I've I've given up asking the question right when they get home from school because I get those vanilla answers. And then it becomes an argument because I'm like, yo, what the fuck did you actually do today? Like, why did I <laughs> right. send you to school? And then it's just not worth it. But after... For me, it takes longer. It'll be like the weekend, you know, when they'll start to talk about what their school week was, and then we start to understand kind of what they what they went through. But it's it's tough day of to get the information. Yeah. I don't. I I haven't seen anything to suggest that the educators in my area are pushing a particular agenda outside of you know what's in textbooks, which we can have long discussions about. But for the most part, it's what I would consider, you know, fair stuff to teach versus like some of the shit that we're seeing nowadays. So I guess going back to the original topic, E, are you going to next time a hurricane rolls through, you get now or are you staying put? I mean, that's a tough one to like I said, you never really know because of these tracks. And and what happens is, you know, this is what happens oftentimes in, in a place like South Florida, like, well, 
Or you can just over... draw your own path and you'll feel okay. Yeah, I'll sharpie it in. I'll sharpie it in. I mean, look, this one specifically, I don't know what it was. Call it a sixth sense. Call it my Cuban meteorologist side. But I was like, ah, this shit ain't hitting us. And everybody's like, okay, you remember what happened to Andrew? I'm like, yeah, man, I don't know. I could just tell it's just not going to hit us, man. I I felt that 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 pressure, you know, whatever was going to come in from, from, you know, the northwest and it was going to steer it away from us. I just had that feeling, you know, but obviously... I don't, I'm not a scientist. I don't know shit. <laughs> so I didn't really, you know, I just, I just had like, you know, me and my girl just discuss, okay, you know, if this happens, you know, um, my mom, her grandma, well, they'll come over like the last hurricane that we had. Uh, we have enough. I ordered, I had enough water, ordered some extra water from, from Amazon prime. I like those uh, hurricane parties though. Yeah. No, I mean, look in Miami, <laughs> that's, that's what it's all about. We yeah. just have, I mean, but it's different now when you have a yeah. kid, like, yeah. It's everything is different now, and I'm starting to more and more feel that that crazy responsibility and like nervousness of like it's not about like I yeah I could give a fuck about what happens to me, but I got to worry about this innocent child, you know, and 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 make sure they're they're protected and not be careless sometimes. Where I'm like ah whatever we've dug it out any way possible, like it don't matter, you know. Now it's we got her to worry about, and it'd be it'd be stupid to be arrogant over something. And then be wrong, and then something goes haywire, you know. So, yeah. you, you just yeah. need a, you just need another kid. You worry less Jesus when you have Christ, multiples. <laughs> Toma! Yo, no, I'm way a- more. I'm I'm way more inclined to uh, just be thinking in terms of those like disaster, like having a lot of water in the house, just like right. that kind of stuff. Than I than than uh, you know when it was just me, probably didn't think about it too much, but. I mean, because we have earthquakes out here, and you can't really right. tell when that's gonna when that's gonna pop off. It's definitely like, all right, let's keep some water around. Let's make sure we got first aid kits and all that good stuff. Are, are you worried, Kay, being in Cali, that California is gonna break off with one of the these earthquakes? One. Nah. Hmm. I don't know. Nah. Kay's in tune with his meteorologist <laughs> yeah. seismology yeah. or whatever they call it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Good with the weather, with the weather patterns. All right. Uh, I mean, look, anything could happen. I don't put. I mean, look, sure. Alabama could get hit just right. by the stroke of a of a sharpie. <laughs> right. I'll be. You heard about today, right? That the the dude in the administration supposedly had called and threatened the yeah. the national weather people, whatever, and told them they needed to like not make Trump look bad and oh, retract their statement where they were like, "Nah, Alabama's not gonna get hit." Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, that shit gets me tight, bro. Yeah, I don't know, though. Shit, I don't know. But, yo, I went to Costco, right? And just... You had a hurricane? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Costco was popping. There was a lot of supplies in, in my Costco. <laughs> in New York, yeah, New York had a hurricane a couple years ago. A couple? Oh, yeah. well, oh, it was one, one of them that hit here first. Yeah, And, yeah, it, yeah. and it went yeah. Up, up there. Yeah. Yeah, I was I wasn't here then, but it did it did fuck some shit up for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, flooded all the subways, everything. Yeah, I remember. But um, so I, I'm in Costco, and it's September. It's the beginning of September, right? And it I shouldn't be surprised anymore, but I am every single time I, I witness this. So I get in there and I see Christmas shit everywhere, and I'm, I'm uh, like, already. Yeah, and I'm like, yo, yeah, why? Been, it happens sooner and sooner. It seems like every, every year, every fucking year, and I'm like, yo, bro, like, can we just? I didn't feel like I even got to finish enjoying the summer and you're already throwing Christmas at me. But Costco's, I think, notorious for it because it's kind of like, you know, hey, you know, just 
get the jump on it and get it cheap or whatever the fuck they want to the, the way that they want to do it. It's true, but well, that but I think there's a deeper conspiracy. The fucking oh, Jesus. the childhood psychosis, bro. Like they go now, the kids are saying Christmas. Now it's Christmas oh, yeah. lists and all the shit. Luckily, we didn't go with my kids, but we we usually do. So as soon as we do, I'm gonna start hearing this shit, and then I'm gonna be pissed because that's what I do. Uh, I know, I know. Fuck you, man. Well, on a, well, well, you, on, a ha- on a on a happier note, my my son is now officially into vinyl. Oh, yeah, for real? Oh yeah. How'd that happen? We um we were out of town and and one day was crazy hot and we went into a record store it was like a old school record store i get out of the heat while my wife was waiting for some food and um and we started looking around he was he just was digging it and saw they had like a small record a turntable and he's like what's this you know he goes oh i want i need one of those he's like did you like did you like these records when you were a kid and you know starts going through start looking through stuff so i got him a turntable and then um and, and ordered a couple vinyl records for him and then we went uh it was like two weeks ago we went to there's a, a vinyl store uh not too far from here and we went in there and started looking around you, you know he's like all right we got to get the stevie wonder so we got the stevie wonder that had the, the the songs that he likes on it and then went over wow. to the dollar bins and started grabbing stuff and you know so he's he's uh because it was one of those things where he he likes listening to music and it, it's kind of a it's a pain in the ass to, uh, like i don't want him on the screen all the time like pushing buttons to like access his music this is one of those things where he can actually play it on his own at this point like you know say right. you know go go put on some music or he can just sit down and put some music on you know he turns his turntable on goes picks out a record puts it on and then you know drops the needle and he's good so it it it, it was cool seeing that cuz that's just like that you know, it's the interactive form of listening to music, of being a part of it and, and kind of controlling it as opposed to having it in the background with just going scrolling through playlists and stuff. It's funny that you mentioned that because I went to a vinyl fair with my daughter the other day um, when I got back from the first weekend I was here last week, I think, from back from South Africa, um, a local uh, bar in Wynwood, Gramps. Apparently they do a, a vinyl fair once a month, I think. And I just I, I saw it, you know, and I told my girl, let's let's go over there. And I was there with my daughter, you know, not that she really could get into it, but yeah. it was cool to, you know, be there with her. And I'm digging through the crates and, and, and grabbing some records and stuff. And it was cool. Hopefully make a little tradition out of it and she can get into it. Yeah, I still taught him how to scratch a little bit on it. He's cut, oh, cut my, a bit. oh, I've been doing that with my daughter too. <laughs> yeah. She's been like scratching on uh-huh. the record player. She loves yeah. stopping it because, you know, she's a, yeah. she's a toddler. So she loves to stop it and start it. And then she, she tries to cut. And it's funny because I've been doing that thing with her zipper when I change her mm-hmm. where I act like I'm cutting. And mm. she and every time I go chick, 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 chick with her zipper, she'd be bobbing her head like, ah. So now when she sees it with the record, <laughs> she's like, she associates it. What what uh turntable did you get your son Kay? The new mark, just like a portable new mark. Oh, okay. Turntable, yeah. Got it's got a little uh like quick scratch fader on it as well. Oh, dope. Around with it, yeah. But so, you just got uh, you just got one. You didn't get the like a two turntables. Nah, just one. Just nah, just 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 to start. Really more in terms of just being able to enjoy music. Right. Right. And. and Kind of do stuff on his own. 
That's dope. Yeah, it was crazy because, I mean, it was especially the first couple nights we had and he had a, a record. He just wanted to use it nonstop and he was, you know, not asking for to watch a show, TV, or any of that kind of stuff. It's like open up the turntable, put the record on. He grabbed his headphones, put his headphones on, laid down on the on the ground and was just zoning out listening to, to music for a long time, just chilling. Love it. So- I don't know if you guys have had a chance, but uh, our one of our alumni dropped an album called uh, "Soul on Ice 2, Mr. Yeah. Razcast. I got the. I also got the the book, the lyric book. Oh, oh, oh nice. that's dope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Raz supposed to sign it. I'm fucking gonna yell. Did he? At him. Did he do that? <laughs> is that is that something for sale? Or is it part of like a Kickstarter type thing? No, no, it's for sale. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, 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 I bought it. The album is fire, B. Like for real, not on some like just because he was on the podcast type shit. No, and, and the book is dope too, by the way. He got a whole host of folks in there. Snoop's on there, fucking Styles P, all sorts of people. Everlast got a dope joint with Everlast. Um, so those of you who are into that kind of stuff, you know, hip hop. If you're listening to us, you better fucking be. Um, go check that out. Yeah, big up to Raz, man. Speaking of uh, lyricists, let's get a we we got a we got a really really elite lyricist for mm. our show tonight so let's get him on the line Word. let's do it all right as we mentioned tonight we have uh, an elite mc uh, he's got a great catalog of solo work he's also one half of prime one half bad meets evil and one fourth of slaughterhouse detroit's finest royce the five nine is joining us with the fatherhoods podcast tonight yeah, yeah, yeah. Bu- 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 we have the baby sounds out yeah, we're the baby prize in here <laughs> Yeah. Thanks for joining us, boys. Oh man, thank you for having me, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for that introduction too. All good, man. Um, so yeah, to jump into it, man, we usually ask our guests kind of what their f- current family dynamic is. So, how about yourself? I got a, I got five kids. Um, wife, of course. I don't think I can survive without a wife. Without my wife. Facts. I'm a little bit. I'm a little self-destructive. Yeah. I'm. I'm a. She she kind of balances out all of the uh, all of the ills that that you know are are in me due to the cycle that I'm a product of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like yeah, like part of my job part of my job as a black man is just to try to break as many generational curses as possible. Mm-hmm. My father broke some of them, and I broke a lot of them. You know, and then my son just recently went to college, broke some. Nice. So um, I don't know. We're just trying to be progressive. But yeah, I got five. I got five kids. I got. My, my oldest son is 21. Um, I got a son, 13. I got a daughter, 11. Daughter, three. Oh wait, oh, yeah, a daughter, wait, a daughter, three, and a daughter, nine. Wow. And, yeah. and these these are all same same parents for all these kids. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's dope. Through the grace of God, yeah. I, I, um, just happened to it just happened to work out that way. I've been with my wife since high school. So. Wow, yeah. that's dope. You know? Yeah. So, so Royce, you've been pretty public about, you know, um, dealing with alcohol addiction. And, and I'm wondering from a parental standpoint, kind of how how that's affected your family and how you, being sober and clean has, you know, has it given you a kind of a renewed lease on parenting and, and time with your kids? Well, I mean, being being an addict kind of showed me it kind of taught me that. um it's very, 
it's very difficult to be effective as a father and as a husband, not being able to make sound decisions. And then to take it even further, it's very difficult to be effective at anything <laughs> in life right. not being able to make sound decisions. The problem with liquor is it a how you think and everything you're doing is just fucking awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the, that's the problem. So like, and then, you know, sobering up just made me realize that anything can be fixed. You know what I'm saying? So I just happened to get, I happened to get out of there in enough time. Like I, I've been sober seven years. It's coming Friday. So wow, I got, man. I got out of there. Yeah. I got out of there. Um, just as my son was getting to the age where he started really seeing things on the internet. Mm-hmm. So oh. it was like, before, he asked me a couple questions, but before he can really, really, yo, if my if my oldest was my daughter, oh, I'd be I'd be fucked. I'd, I'd still be climbing out of that hole right now. She's so perceptive, she's so intuitive, she misses nothing, she hears everything. You know what I'm saying? She comprehends everything. So like my son is just like he's an artist too. You know, he, he makes beats, he makes beats, and he's a singer. And it's kind of like he get, he goes off into zones where it's like he's not really paying that close attention because he doesn't care about as much shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. A lot of things he just missed. Like, I, you know, I just figured you was at work. I didn't, I didn't know if you came, you was drunk and you came home. It seemed like you were a little nicer. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, like, just, I just missed it. I just missed it. So, you know, and then um, I definitely, when I sobered up, I, 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 could, I could kind of tell that the relationship wasn't, my, my relationship with my son was a little awkward. We weren't as connected as I felt like we could have been, but it was also, I felt like it was something that he was just kind of accepting as his reality. He didn't have really much to weigh it against, mm. to measure it against, you know? So I started making an effort, which that's what you have to do as a parent. You know, you can't leave everything up to the child. You got to actually make effort to make that connection. If that's something that's important to you, you know? So I just, I started dedicating a lot of my, my time because I came up in a, in a household where my dad was, a, he was a provider, but he also was like very active with his, in sports and shit like that, you know? So I never worried about my dad even missing a practice. You know what I'm saying? Like he kept us busy. He kept us busy. He yeah. kept us in sports and shit. That's, that's how I stayed out of trouble a lot of times, you know? So, um, so him putting in that kind of time and then me turning into an artist and not really putting in a lot of time, it, it was just kind of a disconnect there. You know what I mean? So that's one of the things I started working on. I started working on putting in time and, um, the older my son got and the more easier it was for him to process things, the more mature he got, the more closer we became, you know? And then my daughters is just like, they, they live a, a great life. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's like, they don't worry about shit like that. You know what I mean? Like I got, man, I'm just so glad that all my girls are like the youngest. Wow. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, each, each child, each child, you know, like each child gets, the better, the better version of the parent, you know, it was like that with us. You know what I mean? Like my brother, my big brother got the 20 year old parents, you know what I'm saying? And then I ended right. up in the 23 year old parents. By the time it got down to my little brother and sister, shit, they got the fully functional responsible parents. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> right. And that's why we all a little less crazy the further down you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That makes a lot of damn sense. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like you, y'all are guinea pigs. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly how I look at it. I, you just put the final point on how I observe my own. So I have three kids, and my eldest, I, I call her my training wheels, for better or worse. That you know, she kind of got the the worst, call it. Uh, but then right. as as we move forward, like now, my oldest is kind of like the third parent in the equation. So the younger mm-hmm. two, 
now you know they kind of get the best of all worlds. So that's that's dope. Yo, my daughter, man, my oldest daughter, bro, she can run. She can run the whole house. Yeah. Like if I if I chose if I chose if we chose to leave and like go out take her mom to dinner or something like that, she can she can babysit. She can hold the whole house down, no problem. Nice. She know where everything is. You should hear her, man. Like I come home, nope, daddy, nope, that's not right there. You got to you got to press that, daddy. Nope, <laughs> nope, up there in that drawer, daddy. Then you got to take it over there, daddy. Mommy always takes it over there. He does that, daddy. She like you know what I'm saying? Like she like direct me through everything. Cause I'm like. I'm like clueless, man. I'm like, I don't, I don't know where light switches is at. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just, I just got to houses. I don't even know how to use them. You know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah. How do you feel about, so your son being an artist and, and, and a producer and just being around, I guess, the lifestyle, do you worry about him drinking, smoking, any of that kind of stuff? Do you guys have combos about that? Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that's all you really can do. You know, you can, you yeah. can open up the communication line and, no, I mean, I don't worry about it. I'll take that back. Yes, I do worry as a parent. You know, I think yeah. it's, it's completely natural to worry. But I worry about him um, trying that shit in any capacity. In any, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't worry about it in, in just just in, just because it's the record business. I don't worry about it in that way. You know, because, like, I've always instilled in him that it's just as dangerous to try it in any in any environment. Right. You know, it doesn't just it doesn't just get more dangerous because it's the record industry. The record industry just makes it a little bit more okay. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's just a little bit more free flowing, and you got a lot of miserable people running around here that just enjoy that company. But you know, an addict is an addict. By by the time you go to AA and you hear people's other people's problems, you know, like you you have one guy that that, that give he stands up and he's sharing and he's telling everybody that he he was passed out in, in the middle of the expressway out on the street. You know, like hadn't showered in eight months. You know what I mean? Like the wildest shit you can hear. And then you hear another guy just be like, yo, I just got tired of getting pulled over all the time. And it's just like, yo, we all here. Yeah. We all here. Who's prob- who? Who's the worst? Who's the worst addict than who? All levels of it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So it's like it really it's really not even levels when it comes to, you know, um, being an addict. You know what I mean? So it's, it really doesn't matter the environment to me, man. Like it's like when you're wired that way. It's dangerous to just try it in any environment. So I just worry about him. You know, like I worry about him. Number one, just how much of how much advice he's gonna take and who he's gonna listen to and how much he's gonna listen to me. And then I just worry about him. You know, just really being able to apply, apply, apply what he's learned because he has a lot of information for his age, especially especially in the music business. Just being able to apply apply the things that he's learned and just really getting comfortable in his skin, man. You know what I mean? Like that was like a tough, that's a tough thing for all of us. You know, it took me, it took me a long time to really, really finally be able to say, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm really comfortable in my skin. You know, like, I don't like, I don't like buy a lot of clothes and shit now. You know what I mean? Like I, I do that when I need to, but I don't like base things around like seeking validation from others. Right. You know, like, I feel like I feel like you need to get to that place as an artist in order to really be able to express yourself the right way. But you can't really, really, truly express yourself as freely as somebody it resonates with somebody and they really getting it unless you have knowledge of self. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it's very hard for us to get to that place, especially in the black community, because we condemn therapy. You know, mm-hmm. we look at therapy like it's a like it's a like it's some type of bad thing, and it's like actually like an amenity for white people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But in our our neighborhoods, we look down on it, and then it's like in our communities, we also suppress feelings. It's like natural to suppress feelings, 
So it wasn't until I started going to therapy that I learned about myself that I never really dealt with a lot of emotion as a child. Like anything that was bothering me, I was just kind of suppressed it. I just kind of forgot about it and just figured I was over it. And it wasn't until I started speaking to somebody um, that I realized that these things really were affecting me. You know, so, you know, once you start drawing the, drawing the correlation, you start drawing the, the correlation between that and then the, the alcohol problem, you start realizing that everything was actually for a reason. It wasn't just a coincidence. Everything is for a reason. You know, like you are truly a product of where you come from and what you've been through. You, you keep saying um, addict, right? And, and I got to commend you because I, I don't think I've realized the di- I, I know the difference. An alcoholic is also an addict. I understand that. But in society, mm-hmm. we don't call an alcoholic an addict, right? We call them an alcoholic. Right. And then addict is reserved for people who, you know, quote unquote, do harder drugs. Um, and so, it's not even just substance abuse to be an addict. There's right. Other, you know, ways no, to you be could be addict. a food addict. For you know what I mean? Like there's there's severities to everything. Sex addict. Right. Exactly. So yeah, like. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. No, go ahead. No. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I like an issue to like uh, just somebody who's wired a certain way. You know, we're wired in a way to where we have um, addictive traits. Right. You mm-hmm. know, so it's like. Not to not to be just minimized, just alcohol or just drugs. You know what I mean? Like I'm, st- I still do things and binge. I record and binges. I record and binges. I eat, I eat and binges. Um, like I don't know if y'all ever noticed with Marshall. Like if he really likes something, like that Kango hat, mm-hmm. like he'll wear it every day until he's tired of it, and then he'll move on to something else. Like we, I've been that way. Like that's just how we are. Like we're wired that way like genetically predisposed to it. So if you, that's crazy. If you find yourself in a position to where you, you pick, you're picking up something that's addictive and you like it, more than likely it's going to be a little harder for you to shake it than somebody who doesn't have that trait. Mm. So this is what addicts, we don't, learn, we don't notice about ourselves until we're already in the shit show. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's the thing. So the important thing is just to arm your children with the information because if you are wired like that, then so will your children. They will be too. What's the what's you the know, most so. what's the most substantial difference would you say now that you're more aware of of all these different traits you have and and you you have sobriety under control? What's the most significant thing that you've learned that you've imparted upon your children as a result of the journey? Um, you know what I think it's just information. Information is more important than anything. Information and in, in this and the next thing I'm gonna say falls into the same category. You don't believe things just because people are saying them. Mm-hmm. Like I had to, I had to learn that. Like that's the best way to be able to apply yourself in America. Do not believe things just because people are saying them. Don't believe a doctor just because a doctor has a lab coat on and he tells you, "Okay, this is what your child needs." I'm gonna stick your child with a needle, right. and I'm gonna put some shit into your child. You don't know what it is, but I just told you that that's what you need. I'm just not accepting. I'm not accepting no more of anything. I need to be sure. If it's my job to make sure that people are okay, that's that's what I plan to do. And I just think that the way that we're what the way that we're the way these things are constructed here is taught for us. It's taught for people to be sheep. It's, it's, it's set up for people to be accepting. The music business is set up for artists to be accepting, not successful. Accepting. Mm. Yo, this 360 deal, this is standard. No, you made it standard. I didn't make it standard. You want me to accept it. Streaming, 
They wanted us to just say, oh, that's that's what we get per stream. We didn't negotiate that split. You told me that's what I'm getting. Right. That's the reason why you didn't get Jay-Z's music, because he's not accepting, but that's also why he's a billionaire. Hmm. So you see the difference? Yep. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's, that's basically how I want my son to think. Dope. That makes sense. Hey, I know you got a, a room full of uh, MCs as your spot. Uh, one, one, one last, one last question for you. And uh, yeah. lyrics. So, do you monitor the lyrics or what your kids are listening to, in terms of content? Um, you know, my 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 kids, my my daughters. I don't think they're listening to much. They're not listening really to rap. Yep. Um, the last song I remember my daughter's like really just being like obsessive over is the Frozen song. You remember the Frozen song? Yeah. Fortunately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We still that sing the it. Last thing I remember. I mean, my wife, my wife would know better than me. You know, I don't, they not they not like really into like, you know, hip hop culture or nothing like that. Isn't it's really nothing in the hip hop culture. Interesting. Um, that's healthy for them. You know, like it's it's like, I look at the landscape and it's just it's it's not. It's not a healthy environment for you to let your children just dive into, you know, like you have a lot of misinformed, a lot of misinformed artists, a lot of artists who take their, their platform for granted, which I, I'm, I'm one of them. I did it for many years. And um, when you get in this business and, you know, you, you develop this clout or whatever it is that you want to call it, you just take for granted the effect that it, that it has on people. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I don't think that we're bred to be so responsible. You know, like I'm 19 years old. I'm coming into the game. I'm being taken advantage of in every way. But I'm also I'm also not using, you know, my this, my strength, my strength of words um, in a responsible way either. You know, you got like guys, artists condemning shit as important as like Black Lives Matter. You know what I mean? Like just just because they're not just because they feel they can't speak intelligently about something that they're not paying attention to. They'd rather condemn it and make it look even worse. And, and it's, you can't really blame them because they, I don't think they understand the severity of it. Right. So it's like the only thing that you can do as a parent to protect your children from shit like that is just, just not even, make sure it's not even in front of, in front of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like yeah. you have to be, you have to be, you have to be a little bit developed in order to, to process a lot of things that are going on in music. You know, man, and movies, and movies, same thing. It's just the way that we're entertaining, you know. Um, so my son is like, my oldest son, he's like, he's a singer. You know, he listens to whatever, you know, whatever is popular, but he has his own, like, he likes, he likes really, like, eccentric, vibey, groovy shit. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, he'll be listening to, like, James Blake or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, he got, yeah, he, listen, he, he listens to dope shit. But, you know, no, like, aggressive rap. You know, I tried to take him to a battle one time, and he was just like, nah, I ain't really into battle. <laughs> I, mean, I don't like that kind of rap. I'm like, you're you getting an Uber right now. <laughs> I, I have one final question. Um, with respect to the spotlight, so you being on the platforms that you are and the notoriety that you have, how do you look at that as it relates to your kids and your family? Like, are you more guarded about it? Do you mind? Like, how how do you approach it? I don't mind. I don't mind. I mean, I just watch them. You know, like when they when they see people recognize me. Yeah. They always look. They always look. Especially my oldest daughter, because she's like the one right now. So she's like, 
she's the one that needs to know everything. She needs to know what's going on. So she just looks always real weirded out. Like when somebody notices me when, we, when I'm with her, when she's with me and I take her some, like we go, we can just be stopping at the gas station. If I got to go into the gas station for whatever reason, it's just me and her. And it's like, I, I bump into somebody that recognizes me and they come up to me and they're like, she's just looking like, what the hell's going on? Right. So like early on, she started asking me like, Daddy, are you famous? <laughs> you know, like it started, it, it started there. So it's just like, and then like, once she started like really being like in school, then she'd be like, my friend was talking about you today. She, she, pulled, you, she pulled you up on the, on the YouTube. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then it, it just, it just goes from there. And, and so, how about, know, it's cool. But do the cameras like chase your kids and that kind of thing? Like, is that something you you try to keep them away from? Mm, it's just really like I, I never really been into that type of thing, you know. Um, but I'm not against it. If I, it's just if I feel it's necessary. It's not something that um, it's not something that I'm going to do just to do. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I just don't. I don't like doing things just to do them. Anything just to do it. You know what I mean? Like everything I do, I try to be you know make sure it's purposeful. You know, so if I'm I'm certainly not going to close the door on the, on the idea of filming my children for whatever reason. It just had to be something that I'm, you know, I'm obviously in control of, mm. you know, but, um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. Okay. Well, can we expect some new music soon, Royce? Very soon, bro. I hope so. Cause you, I'm, you I'm got, like, right. I got, uh, you got a room full of goons over there getting ready to spit some bars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we we getting it done. We getting it done, man. I'm just I'm just wrapping up like the last few elements, and uh, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. So it should be good, man. The next the next few months should be interesting. All right, all good, man. Well, we appreciate you taking the time out to to rap with us, man. I appreciate y'all, good brothers, man. Y'all yeah, keep man. doing y'all thing. Thank you, bro. thank you, man. All right. Okay, peace. Later. Peace.